Welcome to the Females on Fire podcast, where I hope that you'll gain both the tools you need to grow your business and the motivation you need to create your dream life. I'm Haley Luckadoo, motivational speaker, serial entrepreneur, huge lover of Dr. Pepper, and of course, the host who will be introducing you to the phenomenal women sharing their stories and expertise to inspire you, help you succeed, and set your soul on fire. Hi, ladies, and welcome back. Before we dive into a new episode, I want to quickly tell you about my partnership with HoneyBook. HoneyBook is an easy-to-use client management platform where you can manage contracts, invoices, and workflows, track your time, create automated processes, and even create a customized portal for your clients to access. It's got everything, and I've partnered up with them to bring you an incredible offer. Just use the code HaleyLuckadoo or click the link in the description to get 50% off your first year subscription. I love using HoneyBook for my business, but I love to save money even more. So if you need a client management software or have considered making the switch to HoneyBook, now is the time. Again, just use the code HaleyLuckadoo or click the link and save yourself $200 while simplifying your life. I promise you will not regret it. I am so excited for this episode because we are going to be talking all about branding but not in the way that you normally hear it. Today, we're gonna to be talking all about color, specifically the psychology be behind choosing certain colors for your brand. And I'm really excited today to talk with Michelle Lewis. And Michelle is an Amazon best-selling author, a podcast host, and the founder of the Celebrity CEO Method. She teaches online CEOs how to skyrocket their visibility, launch their unique show strategy, and start landing press for their brand through Hollywood techniques in the visibility lounge. And I'm really excited to have her on today to talk all about color psychology, why it matters for your brand, and a little about what specific colors mean and how you can implement this method. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for coming on with us today. Hey, Haley. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, we are definitely excited to have you. And I think this is definitely going to be an interesting topic that not a lot of people have heard a lot about. So I'm really excited to hear you share about it. But before we do that, um, I'd love to hear you tell everybody your story because I know you have a very interesting story for how you got into this line of work. So can you just share a little bit about you and your journey to get here? Of course. Well, hello out there to everyone listening. I'm so glad that you're here with Haley and I today. Uh, my name is Michelle Lewis. I'm the founder of a company called Visibility Vixen. I've been around for about two to three years, and my background is actually in film and television. So I grew up following my dad all around the world on movie sets uh, like Mission Impossible 2 and 3, Paycheck, Wind Talkers, Face Off. Um, I just absolutely loved it. Uh, what I love to talk about in regards to movies isn't the fanciness or the huge shots and stuff. It's the fact that those 150 crew members feel like your family for like six to 12 months. And that's what I loved about it. So 
I went to film school, got my degree, and then I worked myself in television for about 10 years. Um, so it was really interesting being able to see how movies were done and then be in television. There's some similarities, there's a lot of differences. Um, and then I ended up leaving that after kind of a long story, but I had a script that was stolen from me and that made me see how, uh, how whatever content was mine wasn't really mine in that industry. And that just did not settle right with me. And so I decided I was going to stop that business and start my own, which I'm really glad that I did. Um, during that journey, I had a lot of different health issues that I wasn't able to fix with Western medicine. And so I had to look at other places in more natural healing. We're talking like everything that all the woo woo people that are listening to this podcast are like, Oh yeah, of course, like herbs, essential oils and teas and stones and all that stuff. But what came along with that and why I love talking about color psychology specifically with branding is because I have the side of the film psychology and what people are thinking and feeling when they look at a color on screen. But I also have the natural healing knowledge of knowing what color does and how it resonates in the body. So that's what's given me a really interesting perspective and why I'm really excited to talk to your audience specifically about color. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm so excited about this because like I said before, I think it's just not something a lot of people really think about, especially when it comes to branding and your business and the content that you're putting out there. You know, I feel like people start a business and I know this is definitely what I did. I was like, Oh, this is my favorite color. So this mm -hmm. is what I'm going to go with. And uh, you know, it's, it's worked out for me. It's definitely a semblance of my personality, but, um, I think a lot of people, you know, especially if you're starting a business that's a little less personal and it's not like a personal brand, I think there's a lot that goes into branding that we don't always think about, especially in the beginning. So I'm super excited just to have you explain to everybody really what color psychology is and dive a little more into it and just share your insight. Absolutely. Well, well, I think what would be a good place to start is to understand that like we all make branding color mistakes. Like when I first started, my brand color was my favorite color, which was teal. And I thought it was just so exciting to have this launch of my website and my products and blah, 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 and did a photo shoot and all that stuff. And none of it got attention. And I'm not saying that if you brand incorrectly, you're not going to get attention. You may, you be, you might be making a million dollars with your current brand and that's fantastic. But the problem is that when you start stepping into visibility and publicity opportunities, you're going to make it so much harder on yourself. So when I just looked at things and went, okay, I need to blend my knowledge of both of those things we talked about earlier together, I realized like, oh, this has nothing to do with me. My brand has nothing to do with me. And I think that's the biggest disconnect we have in our business is that people think that it does, but it doesn't. If you look at the definition of branding by businessdictionary.com, it's all about what that process looks like in your consumer's mind. That's the definition. So it really, if you think about it, it has nothing to do with us. We can present ourselves the best way that we can, but if we want someone to resonate with our message on the other side of that screen, then we have to choose a color that's going to draw them in. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's so interesting. I'm, I'm definitely going to love this conversation. I can already tell. <laughs> yeah. Well, ask me questions, girl. I'm here to answer anything. Yeah, absolutely. So can you just dive in? First of all, we, we keep saying color psychology, but can mm-hmm. you just really talk about a, just in a little more detail what that actually means? First of all. Sure. I think, you know, to, I'm sure there's a much more professional definition out there. For me, it's just something that I call it because we're looking at how your audience perceives color, but also how they physically interpret color. So um, like I like to reference, there was a Russian scientist named S.V. Krakow, and he began this color study journey. And he specifically studied how people reacted physically to the colors red and blue and how the heart rate changed and the blood pressure changed and the eyes would dilate or, you know, uh, contract and that kind of stuff. So it's really looking at color and how your audience is understanding it in their mind and in their body. Awesome. So how do you recommend, you know, like say I'm starting a new business and Mm -hmm. obviously I probably don't know very much about what my audience is going to think of different colors versus other colors. So how do you, what do you recommend for figuring that stuff out? Would you work with somebody like you or work with a coach or, um, is there certain, you know, books or podcasts or things like that you recommend, or is it just kind of a trial and error kind of thing? Sure. So I think the first thing you have to really dig into, so it would be a little more challenging if you were just starting your business or brand because you wouldn't have a ton of research going into it. So the first thing I'd recommend is really figuring out who your ideal client is and then being able to answer the question, what is the one thing, the one emotion you want them to feel when they see your brand for the first time? And it's going to be different for everybody. Some people are going to choose, like, I want them to feel inspired. I want them to feel motivated. I want them to feel hopeful. I want them to feel um, connected. You know, I want them to feel balanced. So just finding that one word of how you want your ideal client to feel when they see you for the first time, wherever it is, that's going to give you some huge clarity. Um, So let me use an example. If I want my ideal client to feel like I'm going to use an example, one of my students, her name is Tiffany Purdy. Um, She had a brand color and it was more in the blue family. And when we sat down and we chatted about this, she wanted them to feel hopeful. She wanted them to feel like they could have a different future. Well, hearing that made me think, okay, well, she's talking more in like human design and that kind of stuff. So that's more like in the yellow family. And then she wants them to feel hopeful and to see a new future. So that's resonates more in the pineal gland, which is like in the very center of your brain, right back from your forehead. And so that's the perfect color because the pineal gland also really resonates with the color yellow and uses that color in the light spectrum to heal. So that's when we decided on yellow and she went and rebranded everything and her business exploded. It's ridiculous how much her business has grown. We were just talking about it yesterday. So that's a good example of kind of the journey you can go on to discover your signature brand color and then inject it into your visibility presence and then just kind of, you know, buckle your seatbelt because of what's going to happen. That's incredible. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So when you say like find your brand color, is it really specific or is it just like, 
oh, if, you know, you said she wanted them to feel hopeful and, and yellow ended up being the best color. So after that, where do you go from there? Is it a certain type of yellow? Can you dive into that deeper? Or is it just kind of anything in the yellow family? I think there is a little bit of flexibility when it comes to that. I mean, of course, there's going to be caution. So with yellow, it is known on screen as like the contrary color. And why it's called the contrary color is because you can use a soft yellow and people are immediately going to feel more relaxed and feel energized because it's more of like the sun, right? But you also have the strong yellow of caution signs and, you know, yellow lights and that kind of stuff. So if you were to decide I'm going to do yellow, then you could look at, you know, maybe the four or five hex codes that you like the most. And then what I would do is I would test them. So I'd put them on my body and take photos wearing them and put them in my Facebook group. I'd do maybe some mock-ups with branding or whatever and put those in and test them. Figure out the one that your audience really responds to, knowing that, you know, depending on the shade of that specific hex code, it might be a little bit too strong. Um, you might want it to be softer, but that's where it's like fun to experiment. It's fun to go out. Like I'm thinking of Rachel who rebranded to orange. And like she said, she's like, I hated orange. Like I didn't want to do orange, but the more I studied the color, the more I liked it. And then when I went out and started trying it on and noticing the reaction I got from my audience, I knew that was my color. And then I knew what specific shade I wanted to use. Interesting. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. So and this may be like a really long-winded answer. I'm not sure because I know there's a million colors out there, but mm -hmm. can you just kind of dive into maybe a few different colors and kind of what they mean in regards to like what, you know, if you wanted your audience to feel hopeful, this is kind of the color you would probably lean to. And I know that mm -hmm. might, it might be a little different for everybody, but can you just kind of touch on a couple different colors and kind of talk about, you know, what they would represent and stand for? Absolutely. So um, the color that I see misused the most, let's start there, um, would definitely be green. Green is a challenging brand color. And we see this most often with like life and health coaches. Um, a lot of people are drawn towards green because they believe that it symbolizes health which it can. Um, in specific instances, it definitely can. But on screen, it's seen as the split personality color. So if you see it, um, I'm thinking of like the Wicked Witch. I'm thinking of uh, the movie that came out like a year ago called The Shape of Water, uh, the Emerald City and the Wizard of Oz. There can be positive and negative connotations with this color. And usually if you see a character either lit surrounded or wearing green, it's because they're the villain. So with that in mind, knowing that that's how people see things um, on screen, we have to be really careful of the shade that we use with green. And what I will ask a life coach or a health coach, if their primary brand color is green, I'll ask them why. And they usually say, well, it's health and all that. I'm like, okay, well, what do you want your ideal client to feel when they first see you, right? Going back to that first question. And it's usually, I want them to feel inspired. I want them to feel motivated. I want them to feel really confident in themselves. And I'm like, none of those are green. <laughs> so with green, especially in the body, green resonates in the thyroid gland, which is our self-identity center. 
So this is a color that if you are trying to show your audience who they truly are, if you're trying to bring out their true voice and help them step into their own identity fully, then green is a great color right? But if that's not your motivation, if you're wanting them to have a really strong relationship with themselves, let's say if you're, you know, a life coach, then that's much more in the purple family. If you're wanting them to feel really inspired, then that's more in the gold family. So that's why it really gets down to that primary emotion and why it always shows me when people are mentioning it, what that primary brand color is. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And this is so cool. I'm loving this. Isn't it fascinating? Yeah, it really is. I'm I'm over here like just eyes wide and like <laughs> this is so cool. Like cuz you just you don't think about this stuff unless it's like you said something you've kind of studied or you know, however you get into it, but I mean just starting a business most of the time it's just not something you think about. And I mean even if you're thinking about what colors your audience might kind mm -hmm. of be drawn to, then I still don't think you're fully thinking about the whole color psychology of it. You're just kind of guessing. So I love kind of the work that actually goes into studying this and testing it out and, and figuring out what's actually working versus just what you think is working. It's so interesting. And it's so simple and it simplifies everything. Because if you're really focusing on your color, then all of your branding is on point, which means all of your marketing is on point and the messaging that you're putting in your marketing is on point because you understand why you've chosen that color. Then that goes into your funnels, into your offers, into your press kit, into everything that you're doing. And it makes you more noticeable in your niche. People associate, like Tiffany tells me all the time, people now call her brand color Tiffany Yellow. And they send her pictures of yellow things because they think of her. Like that's what we want to do. We want to create a culture. We want to be able to create that tribe. And so when people say like, well, I don't want to rebrand everything. That sounds exhausting. I always ask, well, is what you're doing right now working? Are you having to work really, really hard to build your audience or to build your revenue? Because if you are, then chances are this little bit of hard work can maximize what you're doing in the future by attracting people to you subconsciously. That's what we want to do with our color is be that lighthouse bringing people in 24 seven because we've chosen this correctly. That's what we really want. So it's really an actually an empowering thing and something that takes some of the work off of our plate just by choosing the right color. Yeah. And I, I love that your, your client has people sending her pictures of yellow things. That's so cute. It's crazy, right? I sit there going like, Tiffany, like your color's working better for you than mine is for me. Like what the heck? That's awesome. <laughs> That's so awesome. I love it. So, and I, I love that it's so, there's so many different positives for each color. Like I know you said that green, like a lot of people think of the villain, but you were like, you just have to think about what shade of green, because if you're trying to help them, you know, kind of find their, their self identity and all of those things, then green is a good color. So I love that mm -hmm. there's like positive connotations to all of them. So it's not like we're saying, oh, if you have a brand that's green, it's bad. It just mm -hmm. means that it may not be targeting the audience that you want it to target. So I, this is so cool. I love this. I'm so excited. Well, it's fun. Like there are people in our industry that are doing it correctly. Like I'm thinking Mariah Cause, she just rebranded to Orange about a year ago. 
and redid everything. So if you go to her homepage, like you see that color, it's just a much stronger identity. You know, you look at like, I don't know if you know Lexi D'Angelo, Haley, um, but she creates website templates and you go to her homepage and you see purple because she's much more into, you know, the mysticism and the spirituality and all that stuff. So there are people in our industry who are doing this really, really well. We just tend to not necessarily notice until we're looking specifically at the color and going like, oh, well, no wonder why I love that person. Right. Right. That definitely makes sense. So I have to ask because I, I know mm-hmm. there's somebody out there who's probably thinking this. What if we kind of study it, we kind of test it out, we figure out that a color is really working for us? And you kind of touched on this a little bit when you mentioned one of your clients earlier, but what if we like hate the color? Do you feel like, because you mentioned your client hated orange, but when she started studying it, she really started to love it. What if somebody kind of figures out their color and let's just say it's orange and they really Mm -hmm. hate it and they're building kind of more of a personal brand or a business that's really, um, self-involved, you know, they're putting a lot of themselves out there into that business. Do you feel like it's a little counterintuitive that they're building a personal brand off of brand colors that they're hate, or should they just kind of try to learn to love it? What, what's your kind of advice there? Yeah. So what I would definitely recommend is, first of all, you cannot publish a brand color that you hate, right? So the first thing that I would say is, you know, you need to spend some time with the color to see if it's the right one for you. I always recommend picking like your top two, right? A lot of people are like, oh, well, I want them to feel inspired, but I also want them to feel motivated. Okay. So then you're going to take gold and you're going to take blue and then figure out the one that really helps you hone your message the most. If you absolutely still hate this color, say you just hate blue, it makes you nauseous. You don't want to do any of that kind of stuff then there's two things happening. One is that it's just not the right color for you and you should go with gold. The other thing is that that might be a part of your body that needs work and healing because that's a part of your body that needs that spectrum of the light, you know, the light color spectrum from the sun to heal. So a good example is like uh, Rachel hated orange. Well, orange is the color of the pancreas, and it's also the color that means balance. So if she had come to me and said, like, I'm hating it, I really don't want to do this color, I would ask her, okay, what's the resistance there? How's the balance in your life right now? You know, have you had any wounding in the past that's really affected this organ? Because we all have, you know, emotional injuries and they have to go somewhere. Let's work on healing that. And then let's see how you feel about the color. So I would say those would be my two pieces of advice. First look at, is this just a color that you just don't like and you're never going to like and doesn't feel like you and doesn't resonate with your client? Because if you're making money, you're probably not going to care as much about the color. And the other thing would be, let's look at your body and where this color is hitting you. And is that area of your life okay? And has that fully healed? That's so interesting. And Now that you say that, I can actually think of like moments in my own life where that probably applied. Like, for example, I used to really hate the color yellow and Mm -hmm. like anything in the yellow family at all. It did not matter the shade. I hated it. And so it's funny now that you mentioned 
that, you know, when people want their audience to feel inspired, that's kind of the yellow and gold kind of family, because I think back to that time in my life and I was inspired by like nothing. I, it was just mm -hmm. a time in my life where nothing could really get me going. I didn't want to get out of bed in the morning. Nothing was really inspiring me at all especially mm -hmm. in my business. And so, and now I've come to kind of not love yellow, but I definitely don't hate it. I don't mind it as much, you know? And mm -hmm. so it, it's interesting how that applies in your life and you don't even know that it's kind of taking form in, in your brain and in your body. And that's, that's so interesting. I love that. It's pretty amazing. It's, it's all connected. And, you know, some people call it woo woo for me, I call it neuroscience. Like it's just, it's really fascinating how much color and light and frequency and everything is all connected. You know, I was just doing research yesterday with a guy named Dr. Jerry Tennant, who believes um, through science about voltage and how it can heal different stuck parts of the body. And he was showing the DNA helix and how it spins and how it responds to sound and specifically music. And I mean, it's the same thing with color. It's the same thing with light. We're just, we're pretty amazing beings, if you ask me. Definitely. And I'm, I was always such a science nerd. So mm -hmm. this is like probably the most fun conversation I've had all week. <laughs> and I'm sure, I'm sure there's somebody listening to this. that's like, oh my gosh, I love this podcast, but this is so boring. And cause it's just not their thing, but I'm over here like taking notes and so excited cause it's the most fun conversation I've had all week. So I'm loving. I appreciate that. Well, and I found that color is something that brings us all together and every personality type loves to talk about color. Right. It, I think it's something we can, I mean, even if you're a little, you know, you, you resist a little the fact that your audience may choose one color over another and kind of be drawn to, to certain colors. I mean, even if that's not really something you're thinking about, not really something you even want to hear about, I still think we all love talking about color because it's, it's just mm -hmm. one of those things like everybody has a favorite color. Everybody has colors they love and hate and everybody, you know, loves bright, bold things. So I, I think it's something we can all definitely bond over for sure. Hmm. Um, so what about like mixing colors in your branding? Cause I know, uh, I know a lot of business owners and myself included who aren't necessarily sticking to one color family, like blue, for example. Um, maybe they've got like blue and yellow or blue and red or, you know, whatever combination of color families. So is that like a huge no, or is that just kind of, well, if you want your audience to feel both of these things, then yeah, you would want to go with both of those colors or what do you recommend as far as like mixing color families in your branding? Absolutely. I think it's a great thing. I think too much of one thing can be a little overwhelming, but, um, so I think having a primary and a secondary color is fantastic. Like if you go to my homepage, you're going to see that really strong blue, but you're also going to see yellow. So I think having that one primary color, that's what most of your content is going to be in your social media posts are going to be in the color you're going to be wearing most of the time and on interviews and all that stuff, because we really want to have that cohesive pop of color, especially when you're submitting for publicity and visibility opportunities so that people remember you and you stand out. But then of course, with your, um, 
emails and your funnels and all that kind of stuff, you can always have a good secondary color, which is how, so the first one is what you want them to feel when they first see your brand. And then the next thing is how you're going to be supporting them along the way. So like for me, blue, I want people to feel motivated when they first see my site. They've been feeling stuck in their visibility, really frustrated. They love their brand and business, but they're starting to hate it because they're not seeing results. They're not feeling seen. So I literally picture someone exhausted, laying on the couch, coming to my site at like 2 a.m., right? And I want them to feel that motivation. Like, ooh, I think something can change. I think this could be the change that I need. And then I'm coming alongside them with yellow, which is helping them see themselves in the future differently. So you can absolutely have your primary color and your secondary color. Just make sure that they complement each other. You don't want like, I wouldn't do red and blue. I wouldn't do like green and purple. They're just not that complimentary. Um, so that would be a little jarring for the eyeball, <laughs> but pick ones that are complimentary and just make sure that you understand exactly what they mean. Right. That definitely makes sense. So is there ever like a disconnect with maybe you're targeting um, a certain audience and you figure out that this color is going to be best for that audience? But what if like somebody in your audience has issues with that color or, or something like that? Is there ever kind of a disconnect where you have to kind of revisit the audience, revisit the color and kind of say, okay, maybe this wasn't exactly right. Like if you're trying to motivate your audience and you choose blue, I mean, do you ever feel like there's the possibility that, you know, some members of your audience just really hate blue and maybe they've got their specific reasons for that, but they definitely want to be motivated. Blue just doesn't motivate them. So would you recommend like changing the color to like that secondary choice or do you recommend just sticking with it and, you know, hoping that you do find those audience members who aren't so jarred by it? I think that's a really good question. And I have two answers to that. Um, the first would be that we all have human bodies. And so I know that blue is going to make them feel that motivation, whether they like it or not, because I know that it res resonates with the heart, lungs, and mammary glands. So I know no matter what, blue is going to do that. Um, if I am experiencing that kind of a resistance, usually what I've seen is that that's because someone's tried to force their favorite color to work as their primary color because they don't want to rebrand, <laughs> uh, which I totally understand, but that's usually someone already has green or purple or red or whatever it is. And they're like, well, yeah, this, this works for my audience. Like it's fine. It's fine. Right. And then there's still resistance. They're still feeling uncomfortable. Their audience isn't really connecting. And so then they usually go, well, I thought that maybe it should have been this color. And so, all right, I'm going to listen to you and they do it. And then it explodes. So those are, those are the two things that I would say to that. Um, but I think that if you do your research, if you pick this color and if it's the right color for what you're helping people on this earth accomplish in whatever shape or form, you don't need to really worry about the rest. The rest really falls into place. Right. I definitely think that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> this is so interesting though. I'm, I'm really excited about this because I think just, I mean, I've said it numerous times now, but I just don't think we think about this stuff enough. And so this is why I was so excited to do this episode because I 
really started the show because I wanted to learn from other people and this is not something I know anything about. So I know I learned a lot. I'm really excited and I hope that our listeners loved it as much as I did because I'm definitely going to go start studying colors after this and figure out what works best and what doesn't. And it's definitely been an interesting conversation. So thank you for that. Absolutely. I'm so glad that it resonated and, you know, all it takes is this tiny tweak to change a ton in your visibility. Um, This is where I always start with my students and it makes such a drastic impact. And we kind of laugh it off because it's like, oh, you know, it's just color, but it's one of the most important tools that we have in our brand and business. So yeah, I hope everyone that's listening enjoyed it and is able to go and research and figure it out. Yeah. And am I right? Did you do a TED talk on this as well? I did. Yes, I did. Yeah. It's called uh, The Colors in Your Closet Can Change Your Life. There you go. So everybody listening, you need to go check out Michelle's TED talk because you can learn even more about this. And I I thought I remembered that because I knew you had a TED talk, but I wasn't 100% sure it was about this. But everybody needs to check that out. And we'll we'll link that in the show notes too. Yeah. And I do have a class called the color class. If anyone's interested um, to kind of dive into this further and help them with the research process. So I'm happy to give you that link too. Awesome. Yeah. Everybody definitely needs to go check this out because it's very interesting, very exciting. So Michelle, at the end of every episode, I do a quick little lightning round with our guests. So it's just a few fun questions for you to answer. So are you ready? Let's do it. Awesome. So what is the first thing that you do when you wake up in the morning? Well, I'm currently up in Idaho visiting my family. So right now, the first thing I do is I wake up and I look out over the lake with the geese. I love it. That's awesome. (laughs) Gorgeous view, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. That's perfect. Nice little vacation. Uh, What is the last book that you read? Ooh, I am in the middle of it, but it's called The Richest Man in Babylon. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, it's really good. It's about um, making money and keeping money. Ooh, I love that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. What is one thing that you recommend to everybody? So this can be a product, an item, something you're loving, but something that can help them in their life or their business. What I always say is health comes first. That's something that is, you know, really hard to get back once you've lost it. So the number one person that I recommend to help you get into a healthy alpha state most of the time is Dr. Joe Dispenza. Awesome. We'll definitely have to check him out. And last question, what is either your favorite quote or the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? Ooh. That's a hard one. It is. It's all, it's the one that stumps everybody. I'm trying to think, well, I definitely think that the thing that's changed the most in the last year of my life is I just made a decision that I was no longer going to take things personally. I always took things personally. I was always worried about what like people thought of me or my business or how my relationships were doing or blah, 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 all that boring stuff. And when I finally stepped back from that and made the conscious choice that I wasn't going to do that, I noticed such a big shift in my daily brain space. I had more space to create. I wasn't nervous about emailing my list or posting or being vulnerable. So I think that's probably what's changed my life the most 
in this past year that might be of benefit to your listeners. Yeah, absolutely. And that's such good advice. I think when you stop letting other people's opinions control your life, it it definitely is a huge game changer. Yes. I love it. Well, tell everybody where they can find you. What's your website, your social media? Where do you want them to follow along? Yes. I'd love for people to say hello, especially if you're watching this episode, shout Haley and I out on Instagram. My Instagram is visibility vixen. Um, that's also my homepage. And if you're interested in taking that color class, it's just visibilityvixen.com forward slash color class. Yep. And we will absolutely link that in the show notes as well. Awesome. Michelle, Michelle, thank you so much because like I said, this conversation has been so interesting. It brought out the science nerd in me again, and I'm excited (laughs) to go study more about it, but I definitely think this has been really helpful for anybody who's wanting to really hone in on their audience and their branding and start really choosing the right colors. So thank you so much for all of your advice and your insight. Absolutely. It was such a blast. Thanks for having me. Well, ladies, that's it for this time, but don't forget to head over to the show notes to grab special bonus content from our guests. I'd love if you could show your support for the show. So if you have just a minute, leave a five-star review about how much you love this podcast, then head over to femalesonfirepodcast.com and grab your females on fire apparel, get a t-shirt, hat, and more because it all goes to fund the podcast. And don't forget to show off your new swag to all your friends on social media and tag me at Females on Fire and at Haley Luckadoo. I'll be back next week with another great show for you. But until then, keep reaching for those dreams that set your soul on fire.